welcome to Season 3 of Love Unlimited with Helen podcast. In this season, we shall open up our borders and explore the vast richness, abundance, and uniqueness of life. We shall dig deep to learn more about relationships in their every single sense. Our guests for this season are equipped with loads of wisdom and knowledge that I'm also eager to delve into as I learn and grow. Hi, my name is Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach. Love, life and prosperity drive my curiosity and I love delving into all this with joy. What drives you? If you haven't connected with me yet, please make a point to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Let's continue the talk after this podcast on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And my pen name is Guru Helen. You can also learn more about me and what I'm about on www.guruhelen.com. I look forward to connecting more with you. This podcast is sponsored by Popstar Seize Your Center Stage. It is available on handbook and Kindle version. You can get yourself a copy on Amazon.ca, Amazon.com, or better still, you can find it on my website at www.guruhelen.com. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Love Unlimited with Helen. Today, I am honored to have a guest with us, a lady, a woman, a mother, a girlfriend, all those in one package, and then a bag of candies on top of that. And she is also a wife, a certified public accountant, professional accountant. I mean, this lady is all numbers in nothing else. She is a mother of three children in their 30s. As you look at her, she doesn't look a day older than her 40s. So I don't know how she does that. So I'll have to find out that today. By the end of this podcast, we'll find out the secret to her not aging. She is also the deputy mayor of Manville County. And she is also, she runs a business of chartered public accountants. She is also the past president of Manville Chamber of Commerce. This lady is a fellow parishioner in my church. Her mother is also a good friend. And I'll tell you one thing about this family. They are accountants to the bone, like their genetic formation is accountant. They are super fun to hang around with. If you want someone who will make you laugh, give you witty jokes, make you just go thinking, what did I just hear? And then you just laugh some more. That's Jocelyn for you. Jocelyn Lanovas, my good friend, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I would request maybe you up your volume just a little bit so that we can hear you well. Let's try. Yes. Awesome. That's awesome. That's very, very good. So as we speak about Jocelyn, I know I have talked so many things about her, who she is, what she does. But I want you to hear from the horse mouth. I haven't told you one thing about her. Jocelyn, what else do you do for fun? 
What else? Oh, oh let me count the ways. Um, other than my <laughs> Harley? Other than my Harley. I love my Harley. That's what keeps me sane. That's what she does. She rides the highway yeah. around the highway and she loves those big hand hanging machines and you should see her. She also has a very, very good sense of humor. And that's one of the reasons we connected with her because I love laughing. And someone who makes me laugh is automatically my friend. She makes me laugh every day. Every time I meet her, I know I'll leave that place laughing. So Jocelyn, tell us something about your business from home. Who among your parents influenced you to start your business? Oh, I don't know if it would be from home specifically mom was was a bookkeeper so that was uh, that's sort of what got me into the whole bookkeeping part of it they never held budgeting behind closed doors their their budgeting happened at the kitchen table so we saw that all the time um they had been in business dad was ex military but they had gone into business for a short period and it was for him it was stability so he actually had encouraged us just to be an employee um, don't take those risks so i weighed both of those he was um i think almost stubborn as i am um <laughs> so we could debate that who is more stubborn but um i took that that risk adverse advice and just decided, okay, we can do a healthy balance there. Mm-hmm. So it was actually your parents' discouragement and telling you not to, to, to do business that actually drove you to doing business. Eventually, <laughs> eventually. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's, it was interesting because they never discouraged, but they uh-huh. highly encouraged other the stability because of the military um both my parents were were military they were both air force and that for them stability is everything raising the family making sure that you had that that good career with a regular paycheck that that should be good enough but they wanted more for us so there's that healthy balance between what's good enough and what's stable enough but still still be happy and they never ever in any of our decisions ever said no don't do that wow and did you ever yeah. sit down on the table and tell them okay mom and dad you know what i'm not going to be employed anymore yeah you the look of that, that discussion <laughs> that was um but at the end of the see when i first i had gone into business with a business partner years prior so i'd worked for companies and then went out sort of on our own and had worked with a business partner for a few years and they were worried about it because it was an interesting business model they weren't sure about it but they were going to support because that's what i wanted to do then i went back and started working as an employee again for a few years and then when i had gone back out on my own for this round um dad had looked at me and he was ill at the time and he said kiddo life is way too short don't have those regrets so do what you got to do and that's what i did wow. i i did what i had to do and it was the right thing and i'm actually quite happy 
So part of what you were saying earlier about I have that um, accounting practice and I'm in on council, but I also have a convenience store. So that's where the candy comes in. That yeah, and that's where he had out of the bag. <laughs> yes, she. I call. I'm sorry. And she, just so you know, she runs a store, a convenience <laughs> store, and it's the only place around Edmonton that I know that I can get retro candy, and I love retro candy. Unfortunately, I have also infected my children with that problem. So every time I buy candy for myself that's meant for me, that I enjoyed in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, my kids have known where I hide them. It doesn't matter whether I put it in the closet under a box, they will sniff it out. And when I go for my second share, there's nothing left. So Jocelyn, I'll have to have a safe for my candy. <laughs> and she has very good candy. So I'm not marketing for her, but I'm just telling you, if you need retro candy and you're in, around Edmonton, talk to me. I'll show you where it is at. As long as you don't tell me to take you to the dentist. Back to a topic. <laughs> Back to a topic. Now, you started the business after you had worked as a, an employee in a company. Were you married around that time? Were you married before you started your business or after you started your business? I was married and then divorced and then subsequently he passed away. And um, when I started this business, yes, I was with a, a significant other for sure. Yeah. Um, the first go around was right around the same time that, that my husband had passed away. So it was sort of a transition period oh and how did you handle all that stress at once young children a husband who's passed away a divorce time how did you handle all that stress at once you compartmentalize you you have no choice like it's there's everybody said oh well I don't know how you did it you just you have to do it you have no choice so you you compartmentalize it you say okay this is what I'm doing right now I get tunnel okay I'm doing this you tackle this okay now the next thing now the next thing you no time there's no um, ability to be able to even think about the big pile of stuff that's in front of you because you just get so overwhelmed and you won't get anything done. So you just chip it away. Mountain, you climb one, one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's cliche, but, uh, but at the end of it all, that's, that's what you have to do. Or you just get so overwhelmed that it's just not possible. Wow. I'm amazed. You know, I, I look at you every time I see you, I see a very, very strong woman, a lady of her composure. You know, you're always in, in together, like you have everything together. Sometimes I walk and I'm like, I'm sure everybody can see I'm falling apart because sometimes I feel like I'm walking part and part. So let me ask you the next question. How did you manage to raise your kids? Uh, when you are also running the business, how did you do that? My mom and dad, it, uh, they had moved back from BC and uh, they were staying with us and it was, it was a godsend. It was absolutely, I, I don't know how I would have juggled the two. I don't know if I would have been able to continue on that path 
had they not been there, but they were there. And so I was able to, you know, I have this networking event this evening, so I'll go here or I'll you know, have to do this or I have to work this Saturday or whatever. And um, yeah, they were there. I didn't have to take them and ship them over to a babysitter or anything silly like that to just oh, get money and go. And yeah. And, and really when, when you are working and having the children and doing all this business, did you ever create time for you and your husband to take breaks? Uh, so are we talking the first go around or are we talking this last go around? The first go around. <laughs> first go around, second one too. <laughs> do you still do it? I would like to know. <laughs> it doesn't end with the other one. Life still goes on. And I know you are equally busy, although they are in their 30s now. But I bet in their 20s, teens, and early ages, you are overwhelmed. Did you ever think about taking a break? Well, I used to, when that first go around, when I was doing those, I would actually take the summers off. So the kids would be off school. So the end of June till the beginning of August, I would pretty much take that whole time off. Um, there were times where I, we had to do some stuff, but we had geared it up so that that was the downtime and we were able to, to just plug along and, and I would be able to take those times. So that was my downtime was being able to go in the backyard and would we go anywhere? Not until they got older. I didn't do the, the big family Disneyland thing. What I ended up doing was, um, doing individual once they got older individual vacations with them I so they really enjoyed that so much yeah because then you get the one-on-one time and it's yeah it might only be for three four days but at least they would have those three or four days with just mom and we would tackle yeah, them. yeah. Oh, mom alone whoever was taking them out i believe sometimes they just want that out change of environment and also for you, I, you also get time to reconnect with your child, find out what they are turning out to be, catch those wayward behaviors early enough because they, when you're with them for three or four days, something will sneak out of their hiding boxes and you will know, oh yeah, these kids have been up to something. So I think that was really, really good. And did you experience any change in parenting when they were young? versus when they were a little older, say maybe in their early teens and the young adulthood. Did you experience a change in the drift of parenting? I don't know. See, because it was it was that whole it takes a village to to raise a family. And I I and I know again it's one of those cliche things, but having my mom and dad there, it was sometimes a lot more difficult, but then sometimes a lot more easy because my whole thought process is if if it's not going to matter in five years, don't harp on it. If you want a dirty bedroom, I really don't give a rat's potato. But <laughs> your girlfriend is going to have an issue with that. So, and they they learned that, and they knew that when I got mad or when when things were tough, that's when okay, she's serious. And obviously, it's going to matter. So would they have a messy bedroom? Absolutely. What kid doesn't? But they knew what silverware to to use when they went into a restaurant, they knew how to act when they were out in public. That's going to matter in five years. Socks on the floor, whatever. 
<laughs> it's as your long as no bugs. Yeah. As long as there's no bugs, then we were good. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And as long as it doesn't stink up your room, that's okay. Yeah, if wow. I can't smell it and I can't see it, I I I didn't harp. And I think they sort of appreciated that. And I was like that for pretty much their whole growing up. Um, oh. So did it really change? Not really. Just the, the, the types of things that we would have to tackle. Those would change, obviously, with, as they're getting older. It's, you know, they would want friends come over. Yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. You want to have friends over? I'm not going to be that helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. I have the trust that you're going to do it properly. And if you don't, then there's consequences. It's, it is what it is, right? Wow. Did you ever have a challenge with any of your kids about discipline issues or playing truancy? Did you have any of those? Um, my dear, no, wonderful, no, one no. <laughs> <laughs> my dear wonderful one child did get suspended once for three days. And that was because he decided he was going to tell somebody some a few choice bad words and it was mm-hmm. like what can you do it, a kid's a kid but a kid's a kid yeah and so they have to test the water sometimes <clears throat> absolutely did he, did he get in trouble yeah absolutely um <clears throat> was he my favorite person that week no absolutely not <laughs> was i his favorite person that week absolutely not uh, <laughs> but he knew I think it hurts more when you're disappointed rather than mad. So when he knew that yeah. I was disappointed in him, that hurt him more than if I would have yelled and screamed and spanked and, and did whatever. Oh, that means you raised them to respect their parents so that they would not want to hurt you in any way, in any way. So, and that's very important, listeners. Train your children to grow up to respect you, themselves, their parents, and those around them. Because punishment is a short-term, very short-term solution at any level. But teaching your kids to avoid negative influences, negative talk that would affect their adult life is way more important than just punishing them. In Africa, where I come from, the wooden spoon is the speaking thing. It's like the microphone. A parent just goes around squawking, smacking, and doing everything on their kids. I, I got quite a bit of that too. But I realized as I became a teenager, I responded better to talk and to the emotions that my parents gave or fed me with than the hitting and smacking and all that. I was more afraid of making my dad embarrassed, ashamed, angry or even disappointed with me than him marking me. So we need to balance those and know what is more important in bringing up a child, in making them responsible adults, and in making them people who are important members of the society. And now just in one more question. Do you, and this one I really want to know personally, do you ever suffer from burnout? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Everybody burns out. Everybody. Yeah, you have to there. You'll go along, you'll chug along and everything's going fine. And then finally you just say, I'm done. I I am done. Does it last for very long? No, because you don't have a choice. Um, But see, I've got, 
I like I like my Harley a lot more than I like other human beings. <laughs> so when I <laughs> so when I'm having one of those days that I I just I can't take humanity anymore. I just I I just can't do it. I've got way too much on the go. I'm going to lose it. It's not a pretty sight. I put the earbuds in. I pull my bike out of the out of the trailer and down the highway I go and you're doing a buck 10 with the music going and three songs down one end of the highway, three songs back and you come back and you're not going to kill anybody and you're actually going to be able to, okay, I can do this. I can get back at it. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the little things. And that's, if you have too much downtime, I don't think it's healthy either. Because then you get into that rut um, of trying to bring that energy level back up. But if you can stay level, if you can stay even and just plug along, you can you can go for miles. That's what marathon racers do all the time. They're not doing fast. They're not going too slow. They're just doing that steady pace and they can go for hours and hours and hours. It's the same thing with with my life. That's what I do. And as soon as I see that little road bump, it's like, nope. Back on the bike, I go and and level out again. I think you've learned a new way nowadays, listeners, that you don't have, apart from meditation, apart from going for a swim, apart from hitting the gym, get yourself a Haley. And I just let the wind blow through your hair. It just blows away all the stress. And I'll be honest with you, Jocelyn is one of the happiest people I have ever met. And I've always wondered, does she ever suffer from burnout? Because she does a million things like I've told you. And like she just said, she's a mayor. She has a practice. She has a business. She has a family. She's an active church member. She takes care of her mother. And then some more. And she has time for crazy ones like me. And you'll never see her frown that she is tired. That's amazing. Another question that I'd like to know. How do you keep your love life with your significant other? Oh, (laughs) that's the $64,000 question for everybody. I think it's, it's, it is, it's really tough because we, we get caught in the right here, right now today, got to do this, got to do that. The, the honeydew list, the, and then before you know it, the day's over and Lord forbid if we had taken five extra minutes because now we're three hours behind. Uh-huh. It's, it is tough. But if you, well, what I do is we just make sure that we actually have those conversations and the laughing is huge. Like we're constantly trying to come up with some joke as corny as it might be or anything. But if we haven't laughed at least twice a day, there's a serious problem. There is serious, serious problem. Wow. Make laughter part of your love life and also learn to keep up with whatever chores you share. So what happens if your spouse tells you, I forgot, honey, I forgot what you told me to do. (laughs) Or do you take that happened this morning. <laughs> you go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. See, and sometimes you can't. You just and 
are we human? Absolutely. We're, we slip, we fall, we get back up, we brush ourselves off and, and all that kind of good stuff. But as long as most of the time you can actually admit, okay, I messed up. I shouldn't have snapped at you. So sorry. Yeah, your hair looks funny and your ears are big. You know, it's, you can, you can get over those sorts of things. Does it get old after a while? It could. Absolutely. Um, but admitting that you're wrong is, is huge, huge, huge. But if you get into the the denial and the, oh, it's not me, that's when you're in a big, big pickle. And the blame issues. It's your yeah. fault that I did this. Actually, I was talking to another couple that unfortunately couldn't continue because of that. Every time one spouse caught the other one in a mistake, instead of the other one saying, I did it, I'm sorry. It was actually, you know, it's your fault that I'm doing this. You're aware that you pushed me to do this. And before long, however much I tried to bring them together, their pride was up above their heads and guilt was way down such that they would never find balance to come to terms to say that I was wrong or I am wrong, I'm sorry, I hope it doesn't make you bad that I own up and that it will not continue. Everyone, every time I went for a coaching session or a counseling session with them, I walked, I walked out because it was fingers were looking like this, like you, 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 you. And it broke my heart because as long as two adults can't own up, they, there's nothing that can be rescued there. So unfortunately, as I speak today, they are no longer together. But I had pre-warned them. I told them, as long as you guys keep pointing fingers at each other, it won't work. And I'm glad that you've reinforced the importance of owning up to your mistakes and apologizing. Most couples do not see the importance of that. And then lastly, what advice do you give to young ladies or young couples looking to become business people like you and oh. how, what hurdles should they prepare for? <clears throat> oh. <laughs> what you think it's going to be like and what you envision what that picture is, is going to be absolute fiction within the first 24 hours of getting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to laugh at that, yeah. It's true. It's You can put all the time and all the money and all the effort into a business plan, and you're going to have this and this, and it's going to do this and that. We're humans. Everybody is human. Suppliers are humans, and manufacturers are humans, and everything is, is human contact. Yeah. So it will never be exactly what you think it's going to be. And that's the hardest part to wrap your head around because in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this and this, and then we're going to do that. And then it'll fund this and it'll fund that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness sakes. Well, we were supposed to have this much in sales within the first year and we've only got this. So now what do we do? We have to stop, regroup. It's um, having that support system whether it's a business partner, whether it's a coach, whether it's a, a significant other. You need support. Yeah, you need that support. Absolutely, 1,000%. 
And if you do, if you're a female trying to build a business and you have a significant other, um, a lot of times when you're going through those rough parts, especially when you're starting to build that business, you're going to have those external enemies. You're going to have Revenue Canada breathing down your neck for your, the GST return. You're going to have yeah. a trying to pay your bills. You're going to have all of that stuff. And if you can work together side by side and say, okay, we can tackle this together, then that works. The moment that that doesn't become your focal point and your attention, that's when you start harping on each other. And that's when you have to stop, realize, okay, we're not being nice to each other. We have to be able to find that other common enemy so that we can regroup, pull back together and be able to tackle this together. Um, When you had mentioned, unfortunately, that couple wasn't able to survive. Sometimes in business, that's sometimes it's not an unfortunate. Sometimes you have to go through those learning curves to be able to say, okay, that didn't work. Maybe we don't need that business partner, or maybe we don't need that loan. Maybe we don't need this. And sometimes doing without it is a lot easier. Um, And it's going to cost a lot more than what you first anticipate. I agree. And you know what? I wasn't in business until I came to Canada. I was an employee. I was a college tutor. And my experience with working with my husband, fire and brimstones, it was baptism of fire and hell hole, whatever it is. You, I walked through dark parts. I walked through valleys. And at the end of one year, I was so sure there was no way I was going to do it next year. 100%. I was going to start looking for teaching and working there. But I realized that this is my lifelong partner and he needs my support. I am a trained business administrator. I am better at accounting than he was. And I hold things together together easily. I'm very good with public relations. I can smile through my gritty teeth and you will never know. But he didn't have interpersonal relations. He just knows how to go out and do stuff. He's a sales and marketer. He sells his out. So I realized if I walk out, he will crumble. And the last thing I wanted is my husband to crumble. And because he's my pride, when I walk with him, I feel proud. When he gets accomplished, I get accomplished. I realized I'm the other shoulder. So I needed to be there for him, for him to walk tall and straight. Did it hurt? Absolutely. Does it hurt? To date, yes, it hurts often. And sometimes I just want to walk out. But when I look at the greater good, the family, the business and all that, and with your advice, you know, sometimes I come to your office and I sit there like a lost girl and you help me sit down and refocus, repurpose and think again. And with friends like you, that's the support every couple needs. You need friends in your life that hold you that remind you the purpose of your relationship, that give you advice that will help you stand strong together than put you apart. You need friends who have been in the journey longer than you, and they will tell you exactly where you're going. They'll tell you, you see that pathway you're going? There's bump number one, number two, number three. And Joycelyn, my friend, you have been that friend. You have been telling me stuff. I go back, recoil, 
And I realized I was angry at my husband for nothing. Really, that's nothing. Because what Jaisley told me, actually, I was the one on the wrong. So I come back home, tell my husband I'm sorry. And we recoil. Of course, we do to the sense of humor, like all ladies should do. And today's topic was about women, business, and relationships. And you can see how much I harvest as a coach from friends like Jocelyn. And you can see why I keep her very close. She is someone I can learn from every single day. She is a very deep pool of wisdom. You can see how much she even shares with the world around her. Whatever she touches is magic, and I'm glad she touched me. So last of all, Jaisling, what's your passion other than business? To make a difference. Awesome. Awesome. I think I will close with that. Yeah, I could I could go into, but it's it it's different in every situation. It's different in business. It's different at home. It's different with friends. It's different with family. It's just to make a difference. I want to at the end of my world, when that time comes, um, I want people to be able to say, "Yeah, she she made a difference." Little, big, whatever. And you know what you are. You are, my friend. You are making a big difference, a big one. You may not see the dent you're making behind you, but I can tell you if you are Superman, there would be a crater this big of the difference you've made. (laughs) (laughs) And I thank you so much for having saved and spared the time amidst your busy schedule to share with us, to bless us with your wisdom. And I think we are not done. I'll still come back to you for business ideas on this same platform so that women and who are doing business can learn more from you. You have a wealth of experience. And right now you are a deputy mayor. Good Lord, I don't even know how you do that. All all that does is gives me the opportunity to pass the buck to the mayor. So (laughs) here, here. Yeah. <laughs> delegate, delegate, not pass the buck. Delegate. Awesome. You can hear her. She's a smart lady and she is anything a lady would want. She is successful. You see the smile on her face? That's who she is all the time, laughing. Why wouldn't you want to hang around her? Just Lane, my friend. Thank you so much. And until next time when we're meeting and talking about serious business, we'll put relationships beside and talk business to women here because there are so many wives and businesses in their heads and they have no clue how to balance that. So we need to handle that business part of their life first because today we've talked a lot about relationship. And Jocelyn, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you so very much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I can't look for, I can't wait for the next time. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. And that is all we had for today. I'm glad that you learned something, you grew, you enjoyed And I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share so that your friends can also learn a thing or two from the platform. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Helen Juma, or at Guru Helen on Instagram, Facebook. This podcast was sponsored by Popstar. Get yourself a copy on www.guruhelen.com. And until next week, where we shall invite another guest, learn, grow, and love some more. This is Helen signing out. Peace and love to y'all.